Hello, this is Revel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. My guests today are Doug Clemens and Jennifer Maddox. Jennifer is a 15-year veteran of journalism and communication arts. She is the founder of Fairy Films, which she uses as a vehicle to voice her social concerns and empower audiences in support of these causes. Doug Clemens has a successful track record of over 25 years in business development activities. He and Jennifer co-wrote and co-produced the film we're discussing today, All Jacked Up. Welcome, Jennifer and Doug. Well, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us, Revel. You're very welcome. It's it's a pleasure having you. I've watched the the film twice. <laughs> and uh, well, thank you. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting um, interesting film. Um, let me state this: today is uh, April something or other because this this is going to be archived for quite some time. So I like to let people know this is today is the thirtieth of May two thousand eight. So any advertising or anything we talk about that's coming up um, may be in the past. <laughs> 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 okay, so who 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 got the idea for this film? Well, actually, I did, and 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 Doug and I really shared a a dissatisfaction with the corporate environment we were working in, and um, I kind of went away and did a little soul searching for a bit, and and discovered that uh, I really wanted to to somehow make a contribution, and realized that I had a desire to really make an impact on the lives of the younger generation. And I, I gave Doug a call, and I said, I have this idea for a documentary, and here's what it's about, and, and I think it'll really impact the lives of these kids, and that really needs to happen today. Will you join me in it? And he said, absolutely. And so we started three years ago uh, on the journey. Did the film come out? we're still out- going at it. Okay. Did the film come out exactly as you had envisioned? Actually, no. We found some pretty surprising things as we were as we were making it. Um, as we got into the research for the film, we found that these the, the kids that we cast, um, who we really wanted to represent uh, all all the teen generation. You know, uh, we picked up four different profiles of kids that we thought every kid out there could relate to. But we realized that the, the, they all had a backstory of anxiety or stress or not fitting in, and and that they were really using food as a crutch or as a replacement for love or as self-punishment. And, and, and understanding that, we realized that we had a story that could reach into psychological, emotional, and relationship issues, and, and not just the physical issues. And, and you know, we, we realized our film could now connect with audiences on levels way beyond health and nutrition. Mm-hmm. And if I can add to that, Revel, is... We didn't set out to just make a movie. We really wanted to communicate a message to adolescents and teenagers out there about the state of the food system, you know, where their responsibilities are in food. And we realized that the only way we could really penetrate that teenager's aptitude was to bury that message into a, a film, into an entertaining hour and a half. Uh, that doesn't look like a standard documentary. It's really more of a teen movie with documentary elements. Uh, so we, we took the, the big message of, wow, we, wanna, we re- really want to communicate to these teenagers what's going on out there and, and how they have to take responsibility for themselves when it comes to food. But we didn't just want to do it as you know, a health class documentary. So we 
made it as an entertaining film, and that's what we believe we ended up with, something that really can speak to kids and their parents that isn't luxury, it isn't, it isn't just the information about food, it's how it all fits together at, their, at the level that the kids think about. Mm-hmm. And do you well, think what's you, interesting uh, is that most documentaries might focus on people with extreme issues, you know, something that's really wrong with them. We really chose to look at the norm, the issues that really confront 50 million teens out there. Yeah, and from what I, I know about teens and having been one myself at one time, um, I know that food has the impact. I'm just wondering if you think that you got across that food is a big uh, issue and why they're feeling the way they are and how they're feeling. Well, well, that's, that's, a, that's a great point. And we really looked at it. It's not from food is food affects them. It's really how it's, it's both. We, we look at how the, you know, the, the, the synthesis and the artificial ingredients and the toxins affect their behavior from when they eat it, but also the, the social pressures, the anxieties, the, the, the cultural issues play into how they make those choices because uh-huh. uh, it's, all, it's all interwoven. And, and often, you know, and, and quite rightly so, the mainstream media, when they talk to us about the film, they'll say, so, so you know, you, you, you look at how kids get all jacked up from eating all the sugar, right? And it's like, no, it's, it's really about, you know, why they are reaching for these things, how they're using food as punishment or replacement to love or as, you know, some sort of a surrogate comfort. And mm-hmm. then it's what does that food do to them? So it's really a kind of a, the whole cycle of food as it relates to that teenager's life. It's not just the, you know, the consumption of sugar does this effect. It's really all of the things that come in psychologically and physically. Yeah, for everything except nutrition, basically. Mm-hmm, yeah. exactly. And we yeah. expected to define that these kids really wanted or demanded junk food or fast food as if they really liked it, right? Yeah. But as we got further into the process, we found that these kids were much more aware than we might have given them credit for, and that in the reality, it's the parents who often make the decision on what to eat based on cost and convenience, just just like they find at school. So sort of in a twisted way, the parents are wanting it more than the kids. Mm-hmm. I can, yeah. Yeah, I got that, too, from the film, and I'm glad that you brought that up here so that we can put that out for anybody who wants to see this film, because that's a very important uh, uh, thing to note, that it is the Rebel, parents. have we mentioned the title of the film yet, All Jacked uh, Up? Absolutely, we did at the very there beginning, but you can keep mentioning it throughout the... <laughs> <laughs> can you mention where, where people can get this or how they can see it? www.alljackedupmovie.com. And we're offering your listeners, Revel, a 20% discount if they use the promo code RAW. Ooh. Let me change something. Alljackedupmovie.com. Because I was was using um, the other one that you have, the Fairy Films, but this is even better. This is, they can remember this one. So let me put this in two places. I'm doing this as we speak. This is is live, although it's being taped. Okay, so alljackedupmovie.com and the code RAW gives them... 20% off. Mm -hmm. RAW, 20% off. Okay. 
And who, whose, whose hands would you like to get this into? We'd like to get it into the hands of all teenagers and families out there, uh, especially, you know, mainstream audiences. We, we really want them to know the truth about f- the food they eat and how incredibly dangerous our food has become. And we really wanted to reveal what a lot may not understand about junk food and, and fake food and how it affects kids and that these kids actually have the power to change it. Yeah, they do. We thought that it, if we could just get them angry about the system and how it takes advantage of them, then that, that would be the first step towards them taking action. Mm-hmm. And how did you find the teens who participated? We actually found them through Craigslist, if you're familiar with that. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we put out some uh, feelers out there and actually brought in um, the perfect profiles that we were looking for. It was rather easy. Things fell into place quite simply. Yeah, and, and the, the four kids that we profiled, Revel, in the film, you know, we, at first when we were writing, you know, when we're writing a documentary, which is kind of like pushing a string, you know, because a documentary is supposed to be capturing what's, what's real out there, but we needed to look at, you know, the, the types of profiles that we wanted to examine that were uh, applicable across the board to, to almost any teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so we wanted to take a look at, you know, fast food, hectic lifestyle, an eating disorder, uh, energy drinks and soft drinks that are, you know, just ex- excessive. So we, we started with that as 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 what would be character breakdowns in the film industry of this is the kind of person we need. And then we reached out in, a, in our local community to find real teenagers that fit that bill and then contributed their, 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 their personalities and their real stories and their real issues behind that. So what we ended up with was you know, the, the nuts and bolts of the characters that allowed us to examine the certain food items and the certain food issues, and then they brought with them their, literally their baggage of their, the teen angst, the teen attitudes that cause those or contribute to those. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think those are more prevalent now than, um, let's say, in my day? <laughs> oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, my day was the 60s and 70s, and mm-hmm. Jen's was the 70s and 80s. And there's, it's, a, it's a different world out there for teenagers. I have a 17, almost 18-year-old daughter, and the, the things she has, have, has had to live through and deal with were not at all what we saw as middle school and high school kids. No way. Yeah. And in addition to the social pressures, our you know, increase in materialism, our, our fast lifestyles, the, you know, the actual soil out there isn't as good as it was in the days that our grandmothers were living. You know, it's, it's depleted, and it doesn't have the nutrients in it that we need anymore. Yeah, and then what, what they, what's done to the food after that, then there's hardly any nutrition at all, and it's amazing that we're still alive. Yeah, right. And I grew up. I grew up with a with a grandmother in in the Midwest who every Sunday would cook us bacon and eggs, and the bacon would be the eggs would be cooked in the bacon fat and coffee with the <laughs> sugar, and we would just eat like swine. Yeah. But but that food, at least, it was pure bad food, and the bad food today is doctored bad food, and there is a big difference in the in that. You know, bread was wheat and wheat flour, yeast, and water, and today you look at what bread has. 
Yeah. And it's 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 all about cost and shelf life and you know transportation issues and it's not the same food that we ate back then even though it categorically is so there's a, there's a lot of differences yeah there. on that tone we'll be right back Hi, and welcome back to Rockin' Radio. Please take the time to check out my websites, revelations.com, where you can sign up for my weekly revelations. When you do, you'll receive my latest ebook, 10 Most Asked Questions About Raw Foods. Find out about my teleclasses or my books, Revolutionize Your Life in 30 Days, a self-empowering playbook, and Smoothies and Smoothies for Life, and also books I recommend from Amazon and more. To find my podcast, including this one, you can go to revel.com. That's with two V's and two L's. We're working on another site where we'll be listing all the places you can find raw retreats, other raw happenings, products, I and many others recommend, best raw sites around, and more. Please go to myspace.com slash rockinradio to uh, sign up as my friend. We're speaking today with Doug Clemens and Jennifer Maddox. They are the uh, co-writers and co-producers of a film called All Jacked Up. Uh, Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, now, what do you think is a solution for this issue? Because the kids are not going to make their own food, probably, and the parents obviously are not either because part of the problem is they're always in a hurry, they don't have the time, and that's why, as we were saying, the parents are the part of the biggest cause of the kids eating the way they do. Right. Right. And first and foremost, parents should be aware of what their kids are eating, whether it's at home or at school. And unfortunately, we place a lot of the responsibility of feeding our kids on the schools. And it's only because that's where the kid is when, when it's time to eat. The schools don't really want that problem. They're really there to teach. But with these kids develop and learn, how do they develop and learn? I mean, at a high level of performance, if, if they're not eating healthy, nutritious meals. It seems ironic. And, and really, Revel, is one of the... Uh, takeaways of the movie All Jacked Up, available at alljackedupmovie.com, is, <laughs> is for the teenagers to realize that they have been empowered with choice. They've been empowered with a couple of dollars in their pocket. And when they make those choices of what to buy and what to eat, they are either voting for or voting against the food manufacturer. And it's it's the the punchline of the film is really sets up a social campaign that Jennifer and I are working on right now, which is called "I Deserve Better," which is really what the kid needs to understand is no, they're not going to make their own food, but they they are at the bottom of the ladder of the food chain of their parents. Their schools, as Jennifer just mentioned, the food companies, the government, the big system out there. And they need to be able to look people straight in the eye and say, I deserve better. I don't want the junk that you're giving me because it was priced artificially low or it was so convenient. Too bad. I want something better. And lately in the news, there's a lot of that going on because even at the, at the school level, Daily, we're seeing protests and boycotts led by middle schoolers and high schoolers against the 
school cafeteria or the principal in revolt of the cafeteria conditions and the food conditions because the kids realize they're starting to smell, oh, yeah, even though I can't vote until I'm 18 years old, I can get attention by saying, "Uh uh-uh, I don't want to do that anymore. And that's what we are encouraging is for them to realize that they have the power to say, could I please? Could you please? And people will listen. Parents will listen. Food manufacturers will listen. I mean, Jennifer and I go out and we, we talk about this. Is, is We believe it would be a lot easier to get one kid to not go to McDonald's today for lunch than it would be to legislate or litigate to McDonald's not to serve that one kid. So what we're really trying to do through the movie is to shift demand so that that adolescent, that teenager, that young adult goes decides, wow, you know what, I, I really do deserve better. I can really make simple, simple decisions that will have a big impact. Well, that makes total sense because kids want to feel that they're, they're empowered. They and do. They don't. They want to feel that, but they, there is, there's like that little switch in them that doesn't turn on that says, I do have that power. And that power lies in their wallet. And, you know, if you're a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid, you really don't appreciate what money means and does because you really didn't work for it or you stole it from mom and dad or something. And, but yet when they give it to somebody else, that's where that power is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what we're going to do through I Deserve Better is to really stimulate that thought and to really challenge kids to do things with their choices that make an impact, that are either better for their health, better for the environment's health, better for the, you know, the, the society in, in general. And it's all based on choice. Absolutely. And uh, I, that, that's what a lot of my shows are about. I do another one called Celebrating Your Potential. And that comes up often, choice, choice, choice. And I like that you're focusing on the kids because once they start learning as at that age in, in middle school, in high school, that they have a choice. They don't have to eat this crap. They can stand up and take the power and say, hey, we're not going to eat this. And so now what are you going to do? Exactly right. The, 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 the peaceful boycott, the peaceful protest has always been the way revolutions start. Mm-hmm. And too often, our media and, and 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 we try to come at it with some top-down solution to fix the problem, you know, instead of listening to what these kids really need and want. Yeah, uh, what surprised me in your in your movie, all jacked up, was was the nutritionist. I had to take a lot of issue with her, and she's talking about the food that she was shown, and she says, "Well, it's this, this, and this," and I'm like, and she says, "But they're not concerned about taste," and I said, "They're not concerned about nutrition either." You know, the food was all junk. She says, well, the, 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 if it doesn't taste good, they'll throw it away and not get any nutrition whatsoever. And I'm like, right. yeah, but there was no nutrition in what you were showing, being shown. But that was, but that was the nutritionist examining the, the school food based on what the USDA believes is the metric for what nutrition is, which is strictly a, a combination of fats, proteins, and carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. That's what the USDA in their infinite foolishness believes is the mandate for what nutrition is. It's got yeah. nothing to do with nutrients no. or, or, or proper balance. It's proteins, fats, carbs in some 
balance decided by the idiot food pyramid that we all grew up with, you know, which is, of course, decided by and fed by the food industries that, of course, the same USDA is challenged to promote and market and feed at the same time, make the, set the criteria for what the schools do nutritionally. There is a huge disconnect there. Absolutely. Yeah, because they have conflicting responsibilities, and it's, it's not right. So how, how are the kids now who are in the film? Uh, oh, they're... Go ahead. They're doing great. Uh, Melissa, who is the, the mother-daughter relationship, mm-hmm. is Melissa and Lisa, and her relationship with her mother has improved greatly, and, uh, and she has started to bring her lunch to school and she does yoga and she's lost over 15 pounds and so they're they're actually doing great and Raquel is doing doing better she's gained a lot of weight she's the bulimic one in the film uh, in fact they they ended up going to the raw film festival a few weeks ago and uh, the audience was able to ask some questions and it was great for for them to be there so that they could see how how much they've physically improved you know mm-hmm and attitude. And, and, I'm sorry. And, and the real transformation be- with these four kids that we profiled in the film really happened because obviously they didn't see the film because they were being part of it and right. they didn't see it until it was done. And yet they had gone through this transfer- transformation during the process because the f- making of the film allowed them to explore where they were, to sit down with the psychologist and do the emotional dump about where they are in their heads and their hearts to to get the full blood work and the and the physical work up from the pediatrician and to have what we were calling the intervention moment where you know which is essentially the last 20 minutes or so of the film where everybody talks about all their issues because kids don't really do that they don't want to put themselves out there like that. But yet these four did kind of as, you know, as representatives of all teenagers. And it was such a wonderful experience for them to get those things off their chests, to open up, to be then, once they opened up, they were then able to listen. And that's really the big difference of what we parents often do out there is we just dictate and mandate instead of at first, get that child to open up, and once they're open, they will reach for for alternatives. And that's really what the outcome of the film is. And what we're seeing, Revel, is when families are watching the DVD, parents and and teenagers, adolescents as well, is it's creating this this learning opportunity, this learning moment for. For both parties, the parents and the kids, kids are saying to the parents, "Mom, you're just like that." And the mom, and the, and the <laughs> they're, they're they're giving themselves that that moment to have an organic, open conversation about these issues that really don't come up at the dinner table. Oh, excuse me, we don't talk at the dinner table anymore, you know. And it it's 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 generating those real authentic sharing moments about nutrition, about lifestyle, about health, which is moving these, these families forward on a, on a healthier mission, which 
is so rewarding to to filmmakers, Jennifer and myself, that like, wow, we actually you know lit that Bunsen burner, and and people are feeling better after watching the film. Great, and Jennifer it's all and Jeff. Because these teens are finding that finding that the film to be surprisingly authentic. So it gives them that, you know, credibility to like, okay, now we can have a conversation with our parents about it. Great. Jennifer and Doug will be back in a moment. We're talking about All Jacked Up, where you can go to alljackedupmovie.com. Hi, this is Revel. Welcome back to Rockin' Radio. If you've not been there yet, go to cafepress.com slash revelations, R-E, two visas and victory, E-L-L-A-T-I-O-N-S, cafepress.com slash revelations. Pick up some t-shirts, bags, whatever else we've got there, and you will support this particular program. This segment of Rockin' Radio is sponsored by MyPodcastExpert.com, where they offer free teleclasses and paid webinars so you can learn how to do what I do for a minimal cost. You'll learn the layperson's way of doing it with no background needed. The segment is also brought to you by Raw Spirit Festival. Come, did I say festival? Festival. Come discover ancient wisdom and the latest findings from the greatest minds in healthy echo living. You can find links to these at RockinRadio.com. My guests today are Doug Clemens and Jennifer Maddox. They are the co-writers and co-producers of the film All Jacked Up. If you go to www.alljackedupmovie.com, put in the code R-A-W-RAW, and you'll get 20% off the film. Uh, It's a good film. I've watched it twice, took notes a second time so we can have this conversation. You had Bobby, is that his name, Bobby? Did I write that right? Yes, Bobby oh, yeah. Rice. Bobby Rice was the uh, uh, interviewer and the curious, what do you call him, curious something? Curious narrator. narrator. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he spoke with a vegetarian, a vegan, and a raw food person. And I was kind of interested in what the vegetarian had to say, that he was getting lasagna and stuff, which, of course, is better than some of the other stuff. Uh, I've interviewed a lot of people who said just getting off a lot of things, specifically animal products, but vegetarians still maintain animal products, but going more towards a plant-based food program assists many people in healing themselves. Do you have any comment on that? Yeah, it was really important for us to to never be preachy in the film. I think as Doug mentioned earlier about how a teenager should eat, but you know, we needed to present all options in an unbiased way. So we, we spent a lot of time discussing the importance of eating organic. And then we present three teenagers who, for their own reasons, have selected, um, you know, a lifestyle style that is vegetarian, uh, one, is, one that is vegan, and one that is raw. And we wanted to show these alternatives to all teenagers so that they can see these as viable options for themselves. And, you know, from my experience, as a teenager, you're going to experiment from, with a lot of stuff. And if this is what they're experimenting with, then that's a really good thing. Oh, it's absolutely, yeah. It's better than a lot of things they could be experimenting with. Exactly. I mean, I wasn't even into that when I my mother was the healthy one, or sort of, in our family. And, of course, I rebelled as a teenager. My favorite drink was uh, root beer float. 
And yes, it wasn't. Or did you have the black cow? With the black cow. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until I got into uh, my late twenties when I started getting ill that I went back to what my mother taught me. So it's it's amazing, and, and I am so grateful that people like you are out there putting this kind of thing out for teens. I wish I knew then, you know, as a teen, what what's going on now. But we didn't have the junk food either, as we were saying. Right, okay. and and. To that point is when we were growing up in the in the seventies, you know, vegetarian was that weird, you know, fruits and nuts kind of a lifestyle, and it was mainstream thought just was like, ooh, you're weird if you're a vegetarian. That seems to have been shifted now, where vegetarians much more mainstream. Vegan is on that cusp, and and raw is still. I, we, we believe looked at from the outside world, I mean, the, the mainstream world, as, ooh, that just sounds really weird. Mm-hmm. And what we're trying to do in the film is present to a younger audience that is, whose mind is maybe still open that these are all perfectly reasonable lifestyle choices. For whatever reason that these three teens that we profiled, you know, they're, they're normal, <laughs> they're happy, they're healthy. And it's, there's nothing weird about it. You know, it's, it's just a preference that they have for their reasons, and we, in the film, explore what those reasons are and what the outcomes have been for them and present them very, very simply. And what we're finding, teenagers, when they watch the film, since we do a lot of, we spend a lot of time on factory farm livestock animals in the film. Oh, yes. That there's, there's, a, there's almost an immediate avoidance of processed meats that's that we're getting emails and phone calls oh, i'm not eating any hot dogs anymore and i'm not eating any more burgers okay which means they're, they're they're maybe they're almost vegetarian but they don't even know it you know and that helps and we we present all those things as just take a look you know open your mind take a look hear the information hear it from from others told at your level, teenagers, and you make your own your own choices. Well, I have to say that some of those visuals were some of the strong, strongest visuals I've ever seen. I've seen some pretty tough stuff through uh, Mike Anderson's film uh, Eating, but mm-hmm. this this to me, I couldn't even watch it the second time. But yeah, I, I think it's something and, and we that we went into that you know very carefully because you know we we realized that most teenagers had seen that kind of footage mostly for the gore factor of it. Like, hey, look at that chicken with his head cut off! Isn't that cool? Yeah. Or something yeah. stupid like that. And we really wanted to present it in a compassionate, very personal way. Where you, if you're, if you're a meat eater, guess what? You are probably contributing to this lifestyle. <laughs> Un- unchosen lifestyle of this poor animal, mm-hmm. and it it comes across very interpersonally, and people are taking it very personally when they see it instead of just two dimensionally of look at that. It's feel this, pretend you're that animal, and that's a whole different. And that's what film can do. Film, if you're if you're telling it as a as a movie, then you can really be pulled in there with, with music and with the drama of it all instead of just watching a YouTube video of a, of a pig slaughter. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I, a, it's, a different, it's a different emotion. It, it definitely is. Yeah, I, I've, uh, it was pretty intense, and uh, mm-hmm. I, think you did a, I think you did a really good job, and I appreciate it that you did that because I know other people are kind of backing off from doing it. 
And right. I well, thought on that another was a good note, thing. besides the the animal cruelty factor, is that uh, I think it's important for people to understand that you know it's great that we all have this green attitude, and you know mainstream is taking on that as well. And but the 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 thing that we need to realize is that we burn more resources slaughtering and eating livestock than any other resource on this planet. It takes like thirty times more energy to raise a calorie of meat-based food versus a plant-based calorie. That, so, you know, you that's know. a good point because I keep hearing about all this green stuff and then in the same magazines they're talking about the uh, the food and it's they're still eating meat. Right. Sure. How does that <laughs> that's the definition sense? of hypocrisy right there. Yeah, yeah I'm like, how, wait a minute, how do, you, how do you condone this? And how, how are you, you know, what, what, are you, what are you saying to yourself to, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, I loved... The Rumsfeld part, I'm going to run this by, we've only got a couple of minutes, but the Rumsfeld thing about calling aspartame weapons of mass destruction, that was great. Uh, love the information on high fructose corn syrup. And I want to mention something real quick. I, I know this is an interview for you guys, but I really want to mention this, is that we went to the Natural Products Expo. And after leaving there, or while we were there, I told my husband, I said, I need to start another podcast called Natural Products radio.com because uh, they're putting out uh, all these manufacturers are now putting out a bunch of stuff calling it organic Mm -hmm. and calling it healthy and calling it natural and I'm looking at something right now H2 Organics and I will bring up the name and the second ingredient on it let me see filtered reverse osmosis water organic sucrose syrup well, that would be high fructose corn syrup, wouldn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Okay, and I'm looking yeah. at this other thing. Um, organic sparkling green tea, 100% natural. Let's see. The second ing- first ingredient, sparkling filtered water. Sounds good. Second ingredient, organic evaporated cane juice. Now, I'm looking at these the things. Word or- huh? Organic has some sort of magical tone to it. Sure, because there's money in it, Revel. That's why everybody's jumping on that bandwagon. Absolutely. And, and, the, you know, and even the even the you know the the agencies have got three different levels of of stickers that you can call organic, and it's 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 really important that people understand what they're getting because everything someday is going to have some some sticker that says natural or organic on it, and you, we we really have to pull that curtain back and say, but what's really in there? Yeah. And to make it easy is just to stop eating things that are in packages. And most of those things that you find at the Natural Products Expo are in packages and not worth eating because we need to stick to whole, unrefined foods, the foods that you get at the outer perimeter of a store. There you go. And I thank you, too, for taking the time to be here. Give us your information again. www.alljackedupmovie.com. You get and a great you, voice. your listeners get a 20% discount putting in the promo code RAW. That's a great, you get a great voice. You should do this. <laughs> Don't go away. I guess I that. <laughs> thank you, listeners, for all the, uh, I want to thank all of you for your emails asking when the newest ex- episodes of Rock and Radio would be available. We are up and running again, and I thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you'd like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at spillyourbeans at rockandradio.com. Uh, my engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Revel Revity saying, remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.